Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today's episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast is a very special recap of the 2020 Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings Showcase at Walt Disney World. My guest today is Michelle Santillan, who is planning her wedding at Walt Disney World. And together, we are going to take you through the showcase from start to finish, everything that was offered and what we thought of it and whether or not it would be worth a trip for you in the future if you are planning your own wedding or vow renewal at Walt Disney World. So welcome, Michelle. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Before we get started, I just want to say that my heart is going out to anyone who is affected by the coronavirus pandemic canceling or rescheduling their Disney's fairy tale wedding. The planners are working as fast and as hard as they can to accommodate everyone in any way that they can. And I know that when the wedding venues are reopened at Walt Disney World, people will be able to have the same beautiful wedding that they had planned for. I agree with that sentiment too. It's heartbreaking. You spend so much time planning and planning and your heart's so set on it. And then I think it's more the unknown, the April, May girls that they're kind of just in limbo. Exactly. So, and it was interesting because at the wedding showcase over the weekend, except for the fact that we didn't even know if the showcase was going to happen. Once you were at the showcase, everything felt very normal. And it was almost like the duck on the surface and then the feet underneath. You know that Disney is scrambling to try to help everybody out. And they're just as uninformed as the rest of us about the duration of any of this. But everything looked very calm and smooth and pulled together at the showcase. I agree. It was like business as usual for them. So, Michelle, can you tell my listeners a bit about the Disney wedding that you are planning? I can. Mine is actually a little bit different. I'm having an off-site ceremony. I'm only doing my reception and dessert party through Disney. It's a second wedding for us. We're on a super tight budget, so my focus is guest experiences, I'm going to say. So, 
cutting that venue fee out has really, really helped my budget a lot. So we're doing a cheaper ceremony elsewhere at Paddlefish. So I am saving, you know, with especially with the new structure, the overall is a little bit cheaper. So we're able to incorporate some fun things, a DJ, some characters, a dessert party with a ride mix in. So I want my guests to have a really, really great time and maybe not so much out of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> That's great to hear. What got you interested in attending the bridal showcase this year? Um, Because I knew I was planning a Disney wedding. I wanted to, you know, really just see all the offerings that maybe something I wasn't thinking about for my wedding. And I was really kind of unsure, still on the fence, really. I only just now put in my choices and waiting on my agreement so I can pay my deposit. So (laughs) we're just at a year out. So, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Now, how far did you have to travel for the showcase? Well, I live in New Mexico, so it is a layover. (laughs) I actually moved from Atlanta, so I actually went back to my house in Atlanta for a few days prior, so it wasn't that bad. Oh, that's great. Did you bring any friends or family members to the showcase with you? One of my bridesmaids lives in Charleston. She actually had a Disney wedding last year. She drove down on Friday and met me there. And then we went to the showcase together on Saturday. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So what were you most looking forward to at the showcase? I'm not going to lie, cake. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I mean, cake is so important for a wedding and for guests to enjoy it. And it's really funny, actually. I was totally set against churro filling. It just does not sound good to me, and it was probably my favorite cupcake, let's say, cake at the showcase. So I'm super glad I tried it because I want to layer it now. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, so for listeners, this year at the showcase, instead of having these tiny little slivers of cake with teeny squiggles of filling on them, they had actual full-size cupcakes in four flavors. So they had a pina colada cupcake, they had a churro cupcake, they had one that was coffee flavored, and then they had one that was, was it cookies and cream? It was vegan Oreo. Got it. Okay. It was really delicious too. If people turn their nose up at vegan or whatever, but if he hadn't told me, I wouldn't have known. That's good. And I bet that's why they did it. So you could see that really it isn't that different. And yet you're getting to have something that's vegan. Absolutely. So that was cool. I was glad to see that you had enough cake to actually be able to taste the flavors. (laughs) We actually shared them. Like we would be massive hyper sugar high with four cupcakes and we wanted to taste them all. So we, there was plenty to share. Even if you just took a bite and somebody took a bite, there was probably still half left over. So it was good. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Okay. So cake was the thing you were looking forward to. Did you have a chance to talk with a wedding planner? I did. My friend had Jamie last year and so she recognized her. So we stopped and talked and I mean, she was fantastic. I didn't know you could request a planner. So that was some good advice too. So we probably talked for 10 or 15 minutes and kind of hit it off. And I think it's good when you have that camaraderie with somebody or meet somebody that you kind of mesh with. So that kind of eased me a little bit because you hear maybe the same great stories of this with the same three, four planners and you don't know, you know, there's a lot more than those three or four planners that are there. So I think them walking around, it was nice to be able to meet one 
and see who you mesh with. I, I have, I'm pretty shy, so I'm not straightforward and maybe stand up for myself some. So I think it's good to have a planner that maybe knows your personality a little bit. That isn't just a streamlined planner, so to speak. They kind of cater to you a little, if that makes any sense. (laughs) So it was nice that I met her and said, I'm actually going to request her because we hit it off really good. So, and I heard she's fantastic. That's wonderful to hear. Yeah, it was much more organic this year. In past years, well, many years ago, you could actually set up an appointment ahead of time and you would go into the separate area and sit with them and talk. And then in the last couple showcases that they've done, they've had sort of this corral of planners and you would go over and there's a clipboard and you'd sign up and you get to talk to someone. But it seemed like it wasn't hard, even though there was no specific designated area to meet a planner, it wasn't that hard to just flag somebody down if you had a question. Right. There was plenty walking around, really. I don't know if maybe there wasn't as many people as maybe originally planned just because of the situation in the world right now and traveling. So I don't know if the crowd was what they had expected to begin with. So I feel like if you really wanted to have a little bit of time with one, there was definitely the opportunity to For sure. And that was interesting, too. This year, they had two identical sessions, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. I think to alleviate the huge lines at the food stations and the big crowds that they had last year. And so it was interesting to try to guess whether the lighter crowds were because of this new strategy or, like you said, because of people not being able to travel. But I did feel like it was great. There was never a time where you just felt like you were stuck in the middle of a crowd or you were going to have to wait 20 minutes to taste a piece of cake. And so that was really nice. Yeah, definitely. We pretty much walked right up to everything. The only thing we really waited in line for, ironically enough, was the bar. Um, (laughs) But it it moved quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Now, which aspects of the showcase did you find most helpful? I really enjoyed getting to talk to the planner, actually. And I enjoyed seeing the setups. I like that there was like identical setups based on, let's say, budget. There was the like the the standard one, and then there was like a setup of the same with like a small upgrade, and then another setup with like she called it over the top. <laughs> um, so I liked seeing the difference in what your budget gets you, I guess, so to speak, because I'm pretty frugal. And if you're going to give me standard table covers free, it's hard to want to pay for something else. But it was nice to see what a little bit of an upgrade would do and the difference in the look. So I liked that aspect without being, I go in sometimes with just blinders on with what I want. So it was nice to see, you know, this is what a little bit more money would get you. I think the food stations and stuff were pretty helpful, too. I loved the ramen and the miso broth. I never would consider that otherwise had I not tasted it. But now it's kind of on my list. So just things like that. They didn't have exactly standard fare, let's speak. They had a little bit of interesting stuff. So I think that was pretty helpful in letting you, you know, think outside of the norm. Did you try the shrimp with the cotton candy? No, oh my gosh, I must have missed that. What? How was that done? Was the cotton candy wrapped around it or something? It was a cold appetizer. It was like a shrimp on a stick. And then they literally just spun it in coconut flavored cotton candy. It was like their twist on coconut shrimp. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. 
it was good. I probably wouldn't have it at my wedding, but just something that gets you thinking outside the box that would have your guests talking, I think is interesting. Yeah, for sure. And I bet it's fun for the chefs too, because maybe they're tired of doing the same steak, chicken, fish for every menu. And then here they get to kind of be creative. Kind of get the same, exactly that steak, chicken, shrimp, whatever. But this is different. It's not a cheeseburger spring roll. It's a cotton candy covered shrimp. So I think it would be fun and different. (laughs) That's great. Okay. Did you get to attend the menu planning experience they held, that separate event they held that night? I did not go to that. I don't get to see my friend very often, so we wanted to maximize our time in the parks as well. So we literally left the afternoon session and went straight to Magic Kingdom. Well, I got to say, I don't think you missed that much. I was sort of shocked when I went back and realized I'd paid $150 per person for this menu planning experience. It was very similar to what we had seen all day at the showcase. At the beginning, we were welcomed by the director of Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings, and then they explained that all of the different food stations were each run by a different resort or theme park, which was really cool. So it was like, this is what the Contemporary came up with. This is what the Yacht and Beach Club came up with. This is what the parks team conceived. So that was really cool. But after they turned us loose, that was it. Like when we went to the one at Disneyland, they sat there for each course and they explained why they picked it, what you could do to customize it, how it would be great for your wedding. You had the course and then the next course with an explanation. And then they surprised us with a world of color private viewing area. So this was kind of just like they turned us loose. We all went and got our food from every station, just like we'd been doing all day at the bridal showcase. And then Mickey and Minnie just kind of sneaked into the room and people who noticed them went and took pictures with them. And then it was over and that was it. Like nobody even announced that it was over. So I felt like when I realized I'd paid $150, I felt like that seemed more like a $75 event. Well, I'm really glad to know that and don't feel like I missed out on anything because I would have been upset and we were full by the end of the showcase because there was some, the sample portion sizes were, to me, they were big, I thought. Not only that is when we were getting them, they kind of explained where they were from. Like the pasta was from the contemporary. They were the chefs at the contemporary and maybe because I asked Mm. at that point, but I feel like they had kind of already explained that somewhat during the tastings during the showcase so yeah interesting okay well that's good to hear that you got so much information just from the regular ticket that i think it was what 45 dollars to go to the showcase so that's great that you you got that did you get to tour any of the venues yeah we toured all of the venues actually that they were offering i really liked the setup at the marina the marina had been on my short list of ceremony spots and i really liked the setup they had there granted it would I'm sure put me way over budget because it was beautiful lots of floral and I loved like the ideas they give you like I I don't know if you saw it I'm sure you did but how they had like the little sofas and the mismatched chairs it was so homey looking to me I loved it right so I think that yeah they were good for some ideas that maybe you weren't thinking about Yeah, that's what I love about the venue tours is that not only do you get to see the venue, but you get to see what it would look like specifically for a ceremony or reception. And they have a ton of floral and decor. So the bonus is you're getting to see what Disney floral can do for centerpieces or chair covers or, you know, in your case, the package of the mismatched chairs. For instance, at Luau Beach which it's really hard to find pictures of that place set up for even a ceremony, let alone a reception. 
they had used printed linens, which you don't see. I don't know if you don't see it because it's not the trend or if it's because Disney's vendor, up until like when I had looked at what their vendor offered, it was almost all solids. But this was this neat, some sort of leafy print on the tablecloths that really looked great with the furniture they chose and with the floral arrangements. And so that was cool to see something new to me from Disney and out in the wild, like how it would look for an actual event. Right. I think, too, so much of everything we see is just like solid or glitter or sequin and then beautiful floral arrangements. I liked the setup at the Summer House. Yes. Um, they had the, the bold stripe, and I thought that added a lot. And it had let you keep a minimal centerpiece because you I mean, it, was, it would be busy otherwise. And I really liked that setup with the stripe. Yes, for sure. And then they had the sofa package so you could see, you know, what it would be like if you had sort of more loungy furniture at your event. Yes, it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I was disappointed was they didn't set up Luau Point. Other, They threw some chairs on the upper portion of Luau Point, but nothing down below. And then they didn't do anything at Sago Key, which I thought was interesting because that's the one that's the hardest to visualize and there are a couple places there where you can do a ceremony so I was disappointed that they didn't just I don't know put a circle of petals on the ground or something that would show hey you could stand here and this could be your altar or you could stand here and you could see the castle I thought that would have been helpful I agree about um, Luau Point that tree is beautiful and that was also on my short list of ceremony spots I think they kind of missed the mark there I really think especially the the lower overall minimums, I feel like may have a more increased use. And I'm, I think they kind of missed the spot, maybe decorating them just so people can see, because I think a lot more people will see them start to be used, especially with, you know, the lower budget and or with a lower budget bride to make it affordable. Right. That's a good point that most of the venues on the tour, you had Luau Point, Luau Beach, and then Sago Key and the marina, all of those have the lowest event minimum of any location at Disney. So it's only the wedding pavilion and then the summer house that would be a little more expensive. So this was a great opportunity, like you say, if you are on a budget to see the actual places where you could have your wedding for less. Right. And I hit Luau Point kind of almost at the very end of the showcase because we had got stuck talking to the DJ at Summer House. So we went after that, but there was still like three planners out there and everything. So there was definitely opportunity, but like I looked at it and I was just like, no, not for me. Cause I couldn't visualize it decorated or with, you know, even the chairs. I know it's a small area, but I've seen some photos on your website actually of Luau Point lower decorated and with nice, you know, pretty folding chairs that would seat 15, 16 people. Mm -hmm. So I really, I really feel like they kind of missed the mark on that. Even like you said, even just floral petals on the ground would have made a difference because people are like, oh, a tree, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's funny. Did you get a chance to attend either of the Planning 101 sessions? That they, they kind of added them sort of at the last minute, like maybe a month or two before. They said, hey, you can sign up for these, but you can only go if you sign up, and here's your chance. I didn't, and here's why. I feel like being in the Facebook groups and reading your guide, that sometimes we almost feel like we know more, if that makes any sense. <laughs> To me, it would be like listening to a school subject that you're already well-versed in. 
So I didn't go to it. But if there's listeners that aren't in these groups or haven't combed through your guide for a long time, it would probably be beneficial to them. I just, it wasn't my cup of tea. Well, I can tell you that you didn't miss anything there either. <laughs> they were about 20 minutes. I recorded one of them and I'm going to have it in the Fairy Tale Weddings Guide blog post recap of this showcase so that you can actually listen to what the session was. But it was basically just, you know how Disney does these characters. This was a mother-in-law character who was this slightly overbearing, goofy lady who interviewed a Disney's fairy tale weddings planner and then a member of the photography team and you know it was kind of puffy it was like designed just the way the brochure they send you is puffy and doesn't have any real information basically the gist of everything they said was we can do whatever you want anything you can dream up we can do and I had a bride tell me well that's great but unfortunately you have to dream it up because they never make these suggestions of ideas for you <laughs> right and then a lot of times you gotta jump through hoops to get what you really dream up so <laughs> Yeah, so that was interesting, but the place was packed, and I'm sure it was helpful, like you say, to people who aren't as experienced or who haven't been doing their research. So, and for me, my favorite part was I looked over and a girl had my book open across her lap, and I'd never seen it in the wild before, and I freaked out. <laughs> that is great. That, I have it on my phone, so I flip through it sometimes when I can't remember something or whatever. It's really a great guide. It's People aren't joking when they call it the Disney Bridal Bible, because it really is. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, let's see. You didn't have a chance to attend the dessert party because you came in Saturday morning? I came in Friday. When I originally bought my ticket, I bought it kind of last minute in January, and the dessert party was sold out. I'm probably pretty sure they had some tickets. Had I gone Friday night and maybe requested one or whatever, I think probably enough canceled that they had some tickets. But I have no interest in having a Magic Kingdom dessert party. I'm having an Epcot and I didn't want to spend the money. I'm not going to fudge that any. If Magic Kingdom was on my list to have and I wanted to see what the view was or something, I probably would have done it. Yeah, that's interesting because I have done all these Epcot dessert parties and I've never done one for Happily Ever After or for Wishes when they still had that. I just haven't been interested because the viewing locations at the Grand Floridian, the Contemporary, are all so much farther away from the fireworks than at Epcot, where you can be right under the fireworks. So this was a great opportunity to finally get to do one of these and only have to pay a little fraction of what it would cost to do an entire private party. It did turn out to be really well attended, and they had a ton of desserts, and the setup was gorgeous. What was interesting to me was they had so many people that not only did they use the marina, but they used Sago Key, so that arm that goes all the way down to the end of the marina and they did not pipe the music for the show into Sago Key which I thought was interesting because at the marina you don't have to pay for the music for the show because they have permanent speakers but if you have a dessert party in Sago Key if you want to hear the music really close you have to pay for a tech and for speakers and some people say well you know you can hear it from the marina and I can confirm that you can hear it from the marina but you can't hear any of the lower more emotional emotional parts like the talking or the songs that aren't like big bombastic you know I can go the distance kind of thing so I think now after having that experience that it would be worth paying to have speakers at Sago Key even though you can kind of hear the marina if you want your guests to be fully immersed in the show because it really did feel like 
we're standing at a balcony at a resort watching these fireworks and oh we just caught a snatch of the music on the wind so it was interesting to be able to see what that's actually like that's good to know too because the sound's not cheap and so if you got to experience it like i said if magic kingdom fireworks were on my radar at all to be part of my wedding i probably would have done it but i'm pretty set on epcot not only that happily ever after to me so much of the show are the castle projections and you can't really see those from there. So right. I don't feel like I really get the whole experience still for that one. I don't know. I'm an Epcot girl, and Magic Kingdom is not my favorite park. So I it was never on my radar to have a dessert party there. I would have liked to have gone probably just to experience it maybe. But for the cost, what it was, cause I think it was like 80 a person or something like that. So. Right. So then overall, did you learn anything new at the showcase that you hadn't been aware of before? Like I said, I'm pretty well versed in your guide and in the groups. And I feel like I really don't think I learned anything I didn't know. That said, had I been a bride off the street that's not familiar with Disney weddings, I probably would have learned a lot or gotten a, a lot out of it I'm glad I went I loved seeing the setups um I liked the vendors there too like keepsake floral had a beautiful display so I guess maybe I did learn a little <laughs> oh and I wanted a harpist and I wasn't sure really what she sounded like live or anything so that part was good too that they had the demonstrations the steel guitar was amazing so I was kind of really glad I got to hear some of that, too, because it put some different options on the table versus a Spotify playlist that I was considering. So That's great to hear. I met the DJ I want, too. I was originally planning a May 2020 wedding till we went down in May, and my guy was like, no, it's too hot. So we kind of pushed it back. But I had contacted a bunch of DJs because I was having a reception at the Swan at the time. And JW is the first one that wrote me back. So he's like, wrote me back, gave me all this information. He's like, can I call you? So I was like, of course. So he called me and I'm very, very shy. And so he had me, you know, talking and all kinds of stuff. And I just felt at ease. And so I've kind of kept in touch as my dates have changed a little bit. When I got there and saw he was DJ in the showcase, I like went and introduced myself and stuff. So I was super happy about that uninvited guests I loved them I don't know if maybe I guess if you're planning a Disney wedding you probably know about them but I really wonder how many people don't know that's a thing and just thought they were like crazy eccentric people at the showcase <laughs> so but I loved them I had never really considered them and now maybe just because I like to freak people out I think they would be hilarious <laughs> to have an hour so and they're the least expensive ones too like the least expensive entertainment and I was thoroughly entertained I loved them <laughs> for listeners who who aren't familiar with this the uninvited guests it's a pair of actors who pretend like they've crashed your wedding and if you have cribbed them beforehand with information about your guests they will work it into their act and kind of tease people and the idea is that each side of your family thinks that these people belong to the other side of the family and hilarity ensues they were really, really funny. 
Now, is there anything you missed or wished that they had offered at the showcase? You mentioned the decor at Luau Point. Was there anything else? I think they pretty much kind of covered every aspect as far as floral decor because they did have the different setups. I, I really, really wish they had decorated Luau Point for sure. Well, that's good to hear. I think the things that I missed were things that I knew about from past years, like the sessions uh, several years ago now, they did two sessions on planning. One was menu planning and one was floral and decor planning that were in depth. They weren't just a fluffy sales piece. It was, you know, point by point things that you could have, how to work with your, you know, the chef or your planner to get the things that you wanted. So I was bummed that they didn't add those back this year. And then the last year they had, it was a little bit jinky, but they had a mobile site that functioned like an app. And it was a clearinghouse of information for the showcase. So it had the venue tour map, it had the agenda, and they had push notifications, which would have been perfect this year because the whole week leading up to the showcase, most of us were worried that it was going to be canceled because all these other conferences were being canceled left and right due to the pandemic. We didn't hear a peep out of Disney. They made one Facebook post and Facebook was supposed to be the place where we went to find out about the showcase. They had one Facebook post and it was about how we could go get deals at Disney Springs. And then it wasn't until four days before the showcase that they sent around an FAQ by email. But if they had had that app or something like it, they could have been sending us push notifications. The other thing was they never even mentioned the pandemic or did anything to reassure us that everything was still happening. All the events were still happening. We just got a three line email the morning of the showcase that was like see you there so yeah I was gonna say that too also and this was totally my fault because I wasn't 100% sure where the convention center lobby was but the Grand Floridian lobby sent people to the wedding pavilion to check in Uh and we weren't the only ones that got sent there Thankfully, they had the limo out and running, so they drove us back to the convention center lobby and then took us back to the wedding pavilion. Um, I didn't check in until Saturday. I was going to check in Friday. I wish I had known there would be the selection of food there that was there because we had brunch Saturday since we were the afternoon session. So we were already not starving when we went. And that was a pretty good array of food samples. So I probably wouldn't have eaten before had I known there would be a decent amount of food to try. That's a good tip. Don't eat brunch before the afternoon session. But it's interesting that you mentioned the transportation because I had almost the reverse problem. I walked up to registration in the Grand Floridian Convention Center and asked about the planning session 101 because they never told us where those were going to be. They obliquely mentioned that the 9 a.m. session was going to be at the wedding pavilion. But when I asked at Franks where the noon session was going to be, I was told that it was going to be back at the convention center. So I was at the convention center and I found out that it was actually at the wedding pavilion. And I said, oh gosh, do you have any kind of transportation down there? Because it's 88 degrees out and here I have to walk in heels all the way down there. And they were like, nope. Well, I staggered out to the Port Cachere at the Grand Floridian Convention Center and they that's where I discovered your limo. They had a limo, they had golf carts going back and forth. And it just seemed like often the right hand didn't know what the left hand was doing, which is endemic at Disney. There's always that problem where ask a different cast member get a different answer but I was surprised that you know here this is a showcase for their event planning team that some of the aspects of running an event sort of fell through the cracks 
Yeah, and I, I'm grateful there was transportation over there just because it was really warm weather this weekend. Yes. Unusually warm, I'm going to say, probably for March. <laughs> yeah, right. So, okay, we've talked about all the different aspects of the showcase. Do you think that it's worth making a special trip to Walt Disney World to attend one of these Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings bridal showcases? I think it depends where you are in your planning. Ah. If you already have a wedding booked, it's probably not worth it. Just because that's, to me, it was an extra expense. Had they not had it, I wouldn't have gone to Disney that weekend, even though we did parks also. Just because your room is an expense. And to me, I mean, I spent this weekend, you know, three quarters of a character, <laughs> let's call it. <laughs> so um, if you're already planning a wedding, already know what you want, so to speak, I don't think it would be worth it. If you are on the fence, if you want a Disney wedding or not, I think it's great information. Nice to see, you know, the setups, the decor, hear aspects that you could have at your wedding. I would probably do it again, that said, if I was in the same planning point. If I was already booked and knew what I wanted, no. I left wanting to change my venues because I don't know if you saw the um, photo booth and DJ van the vw van that charles miles dj team has yes at the summer house yeah i really want it so i'm like where can i have it <laughs> so i'm like can you back it up to whitehall <laughs> i wish i knew where all it could go he's like you can do it indoor outdoor i'm just like well, on the aerials it can't go in there so <laughs> i need to know where i can have it <laughs> and i'm not taking that off the table because like I said my one focus is guest experience and it's almost a twofer you know your DJ booth that you're already paying for your DJ I wouldn't mind a photo booth that said I don't know how much it is it'd probably be the first thing I had to cut from the budget to begin with so it's probably not worth changing for because then I'd hate to be somewhere I wasn't thrilled about and can't afford it but I did leave with that aspect like I don't know that I'm 100% set on my venues <laughs> just because I want that one thing. <laughs> when you leave and it's still the one thing you still think about, I think you should listen to your instincts too. Like, you know, if you have your heart set on something, I probably have to prioritize and see where it is on my list. If it's the top, then it's definitely something I should consider. But like I said, if I was just in the beginning stages I probably would attend again. If I was already further down the road, seven, eight months and less before my wedding, I think I would just save my funds for my wedding trip unless you could fit it in the same time as your planning session or something in your makeup trials, then it would probably be worth it. <laughs> I wouldn't make a special trip if you were already deep into your planning. Right. Or if you weren't going to be able to make a planning session visit in person, it might be a good way to try some of the food, try the cake, yes. and then do your session, you know, over Skype or whatever. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time to share your experience today. I think it's been really helpful for someone who is maybe interested in going to next year's showcase or maybe on the fence. They're not sure if where they are in the planning stage they would need to go. So I appreciate your taking the time. Thanks for having me. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. 
In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.